You're listening to Errol Parker and Clancy Overall, editors of The Batuta Advocate on Desert Rock FM. Welcome back to the Batuta Advocate radio show recording live here in downtown Batuta, joined by myself, Clancy Overall, and of course, Errol Parker, editor-at-large. How are you, Errol? Good, mate. Good to see you. What's going on? Not much, mate. Has um has your life changed in uh, any way in the last... Are you as economically stable as you were prior to the Pangolin's kiss? Oh, God, no, no. Uh, well, well, well before this pandemic actually got to the channel country i was much better off you know i had had a bit of savings but when you and your family on the board of the batuta advocate uh decided to not pay most of us for for five or six months while things got especially hairy you know about you know six seven nine months ago yeah look i had to dip into my savings but you know almost clawing myself back to pre-pandemic levels just with no super yeah no no i i haven't been paid any superannuation by the batuta advocate since i started here well, that's uh, where um, we'll get on to that. Anyway, mm-hmm. uh, this, all this talk of the Australian dream, you know, which is obviously something that our uh, current government uh, rode to 2019 election victory on, mm-hmm. having a go, the fairness, uh, the egalitarianism uh, that was kind of manufactured through the Howard Battler narrative of the Liberal Party during their, um, you know, their blokey rebrand back in the 90s. It is something always up for discussion. The Australian media class struggle with it. The Australian media cast, I should say, struggle talking about the Australian dream. That post-war quarter-acre block, it seems you know, more and more out of reach. And, and today's guests are uh, launching a podcast to talk about this and talk about you know, how Australia views itself in 2021 and moving forward. We're joined by Dave Edwards and Dane Eldridge from the Have A Go podcast. How are you, gentlemen? Very well. Thanks for having us. Thank you very much for having us. Now, we'll just start off by asking, um, where do you two sit uh, in terms of the Australian dream? I'm, <laughs> I'm guessing you weren't... Um, have you been emancipated socio-economically at some point in your life? Or um, is this something that's slipping from you now? Well, I think the great Australian dream is slipping for many people. Mm-hmm. I think off the back of World War Two, you know, everyone just wanted their slice of suburbia. They wanted that... They wanted the backyard, they wanted the hills hoist, the veggie garden. Mm-hmm, mm. And these days, the great Australian dream is just getting away from us. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. I don't know if the, the dream these days, I mean, look at Sydney, mm-hmm. pay 1.8 for a little two-bedder in Chippendale with a shared courtyard. I mean, that's not the dream. It's mm-hmm. not the dream I remember. No, not at all. Is, and is it worth the trivial noise complaints and interest rates? I mean, that's the argument, isn't it? Mm-hmm. I mean, you've get, you get the roof over your head, which mm-hmm. is always good, but there's so much else that comes with it, and that's what we're going to dive into. Mm. Okay, okay. Now, one of you is a white-collar inner-city suburbanite. <laughs> Try guess which one. Uh, <laughs> maybe it's the rounded vowels over here. I'm not sure. And one of you is a rural public servant. The best kind. This is a good cross-section of, 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 the, of the Australian, you know. Yep. Uh, I guess you'd say the deciding voter block in Australian politics. Mm. We can talk intersectionality all we want, but at the end of the day, it's going to be blokes like you that decide who is Prime Minister. Absolutely. Silent Australians with a podcast. That's right. <laughs> covering a big big chunk of the Venn diagram. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, so we're, yeah, we're, we're well-versed. Yeah. We just want to have a go. I yeah. mean, the podcast yeah. is about that strange phrase that, you know, Scott Morrison was so fond of trotting out mm-hmm. back in 2019. And it was very confusing at the time, yeah. that phrase, and particularly if your English was your second language. I mean, what's this bloke on about? Have a yeah. go, get a go. But our podcast really does seek to 
define that. I mean, we just want to have a go. We just want Australia to be a better place. And there's mm-hmm. a lot of a lot of things to be concerned about at the moment, whether it is the great Australian mm-hmm. dream slipping out of reach or, you know, the, the, the death of the larrikin, mm-hmm. China, the threat of China. Um, there's a, there is a lot to be concerned about. We're just two Australians having a go. Yeah, that's right. And I mean, just the term, like, like you said, I didn't know what, what he meant when he said have a go, but I just felt uplifted. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But then I looked outside my window and there's, uh, you know, the ABC is getting kicked to the curb. People can't, can't buy their own houses. And I just wondered how are we going to uh, try and reconcile this? Mm. Yeah. So it's these issues that lie at the, at the heart of the Have A Go podcast. Yeah, look, mm. I mean, we've only got 30 minutes a week. We're sure. time poor people with families and jobs. But mm. we just think that, look, we're going to give ourselves 30 minutes every week to solve each burning issue facing Australia one by one, whether it is, you know, our treasured ABC. Can we get it back to being great again? The Great Australian Dream, China, Big Australia, mm-hmm. you know, the relationship with New Zealand. These, these are the kind of episodes we've already focused on. Yep. Um, Rife parochialism but, as well. The mm. states just turning on each other when we're supposed to be all in it together. Yep. Uh, and it's 30 minutes and we do guarantee that we do get to the bottom of it as well. Yep. There'll okay. always be an answer. Mm. So Big Australia is an interesting one because that was definitely a 90s thing. Yeah. Like that was, was that Keating era? It was Keating. It, you was, know, it was originally, yeah. And then it was reinvigorated by Rudd yeah. uh, in the, I think it's the it's intergenerational a, report. Yeah, you know, that's what his name is. Of course it is. One of the yeah. favourite yeah. reports. Yeah. One yeah. of my favourite Intergenerational reports. reports. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. I mean, Australia's going to have 36 million people by 2050. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's right. And 100 million by the end of the century, yeah. apparently. So we've yeah. got to figure out what we're doing. I mean, we're going to be working into our... 70s and 80s mm. in terms of our age by mm. the 2050. I mean, can you imagine being served a coffee by a barista in his 70s <laughs> or getting an induction at Big W from some supervisor who's 84? I mean, yeah. that's the future that we're facing. Yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah. I mean, we want more people. But for example, I'm still double parked out there on Cleveland Street, mm-hmm. uh, Cleveland Road, because I can't get a parking spot. Yeah. So where are we going to fit all these people? Car's still running. Lucy Turnbull's got a few spare rooms at her mansion, but that's not going to solve the issue. I mean, we need to find places for these people. Mm. So you're saying that, that, you know, if you are 84 and still working at Big W, mm. is that a good thing or a bad <laughs> thing? You know, because like in in terms in terms of medical science, mm. if you're not old and fucked until you're 100, you know, <laughs> just spending the twilight of your professional life giving inductions at Big W, yep. is that, you know, does that tie in with, you know, the death of the Australian dream? Depends how you view the Australian dream. I mean, Big W has come on, along in leaps and bounds it lately. Is. They've got a new, fresh new layout to their mm-hmm. stores, mm-hmm. low, low prices. You know, I won't say a bad word about Big W. I'm just saying that we're getting older right. as a nation. They're owned by Woolworths. Mm. What's that, mm. sorry? They're owned by Woolworths. That's so it's pokey money. Yeah, yeah okay, pokey cool. money. That's, That's what cool. W stands cool. for. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they're, 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 they're fucking crooks. Okay. Yep. Well, I mean, look, if you're 85 Unless they sponsor got, the podcast. Yeah. Yeah. No, then they're not. No, yeah, they're cool. not. Well, I mean, we—I mean, we want a nation of uh, lifters, not leaners, don't mm-hmm. we? I mean, that was another catchphrase from back in the day. So that was hockey. Is that right? Yeah, okay, that yeah. Was hockey. That was yeah. Like the psychotic 2014 budget, where Joe Hockey said we want lifters, not leaners. <laughs> he said people will have to work into their 70s and redirected a lot of money from mental health mm, programs right. towards public school pastors. And, <laughs> and then yeah. celebrated with a cigar, I believe. <laughs> and then yeah. went over and you know put his feet up for four. Yeah, years man of the US. people, Joe. So anyway, yeah, just to borrow Joe's saying, you know, if you want to if you want to take that path at eighty four, then so be it. And I think that's what feeds into the fabric of the nation. A big Australia also means uh, very much implanting ourselves in Asia. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can go to Darwin in two thousand and twenty one, and you can see a little bit of what what was what they had planned. Um, it is quite an Asian mm-hmm. city. Uh, I think there was some ambitions to turn it into a Singapore kind of Hong Kong yep. trade city. Uh, never really got off the ground. 
Uh, that that would have been mm. sick. It would have been, been great. Mm. Nice tropical city for people to pull into in between long haul yeah. flights. Yeah. And, you know... Well, way more tourists for the Crocs to eat. <laughs> yes, absolutely. And, uh, and, and the idea of uh, immigration has always played a big part in, in Australia. Never a big part in the Australian dream, though. You never mm. really hear about the, you know, your Filipino neighbours in the Australian dream. When no. you buy that quarter block in Ride or in Carindale, you never hear about, you know, Jose next door yeah. or, or indeed Dan. I think that the media is the enemy of the great Australian dream. Well, I think that's right. And I think, um, look, the obsession that we have, particularly with reality TV in the early 2000s, I mean, Scotty Cam, in my book, has a lot of blood on his hands in terms of how he's whipped us up into a frenzy. We think we can just go and, you know, renovate a dilapidated little two-bedder and make a mozza at auction, and we can. Mm. And the new great Australian dream, as, as you said before, Dane, is getting on the block. It's not owning Mate, property. It's actually yeah. getting on the block. It's actually it's more easier achievable. to get on free-to-air TV than to actually own a home, we've noticed. So, you know, yeah. <laughs> Scott Cam is the – he is – the volunteer firefighter on a hot day somewhere in, reg- in regional Australia, mm. you know. It, he, he was just there to light the first fire. <laughs> <laughs> well, come on, I mean, he's a blue-collar larrikin millionaire. He's very relatable he is. to all of us. But, mm. I mean, that's another he thing that's He drives a Dodge Ram. Mm. It's fucking huge. You should, you should I thought see. it was an Audi SUV. That's what I speculated on the yeah. podcast. But, you know, there you go, factual. Right but, there. I mean, he's he is a larrikin. And been, where's the, the larrikin is another thing that's sadly gone missing in, now, in today's Australia. Larrikin's an, an interesting one as a term, larrikin. Mm. Do you think there is a little bit of revision around that term? Is a larrikin perhaps someone who yeah. used to pull off a good racist joke? 100%. Course, 100%. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I think if you ask a man in the street what a larrikin is or to, devi- uh, to uh, define a larrikin, they'd have no idea. Mm-hmm. They'd just say, oh, well, the Daily Telegraph tells us that we have them, so they're around mm-hmm. here somewhere. Do you know what I mean? Sky but, News, Rowan Dean's yeah. a larrikin. Oh, yeah. That's right. <laughs> but, but we did a bit, a bit of a deep dive into the history of the larrikin, didn't we? And they actually did start as assholes yep. back in the day when they yeah. would have dabbled in all that sort of stuff. Now, whether or not that, they're, that they still exist in that form today, I don't know. Probably. Mm. Well, the word larrikin yeah. was English in nature, or in, mm. in origin, should I say, in, that, in the early 1800s. Then it kind of died out over there and came back in Melbourne in the 1860s. Mm. And it was kind of about these, um, these inner city youths that were just kind of loitering around streets and up to no good and had very negative connotations but somewhere over time it, it came to you know define something positive a larrikin spirit mm-hmm. mm. you know and australia has been famous for many larrikins bloody melbourne eh? Mm. always on the cutting edge yeah <laughs> somewhere along the line someone put some wheels on an esky yeah. and it just went viral and that mm. was the larrikin basically yeah, yeah. so but, it yeah. kind of went from a rascal into a well, it went, it went from a thug into a rascal. Into a lovable yeah. larrikin. Mm. Yeah, yeah. And, now, and I think the peak era for the larrikin was probably between 1970 and 2000s. Yeah. Mm. I mean, Shane Warne, one of the great larrikins. Yeah. I mean, he could bowl leg spin. He could hit a length. Yeah. Mm. But because he could do that, we absolved him of all his sins. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Uh, but what a lovable larrikin he and is. And he got two chances to score 100 runs in a test match. And each time he put his foot, planted it straight down in front of him and played a crossbat shot straight to deep square and got caught on the boundary both times and then act shocked yep. when he was out. <laughs> that is exceptional larrikin behaviour. Absolutely. But the larrikin these days is, yeah, you're right, is potentially an ex- endangered species. I mean, mm. there's a lot of larrikins online, a lot of larrikins on, le- on the left online. I think that's yeah. where the larrikin exists today, on Twitter. Mm. But on yeah, Twitter. You know, this, this Rowan Dean, Andrew Bolt narrative that the Australian larrikin is, is dead is also uh, another example of revisionism in that 
would you ever take any of them fishing? Would you, <laughs> would you take Rowan Dean anywhere? Would you go to the pub with him? Because, uh, you know, he's won a few of those advertising, what are they called? The Lions, Can Lion. Can Lion. He mm. may have won a few of them back when right. you, everyone was on the cocaine and yeah. fucking <laughs> yeah. partying, partying down there in the rocks. But he... The fact of the matter is he actually would have no idea what an actual larrikin looks like because he wouldn't feel comfortable in the mm. TAB. But this is a narrative that's being drilled through Sky News yes. yeah. that there's something being taken from you right now. I think that his idea of a larrikin would be Jerry Harvey. <laughs> 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 Nothing more relatable than Jerry Harvey. Yeah, than yeah. a raging capitalist. Mm. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you at a stretch you might have you know, tea with Kerry Ann Kennelly and Prue McSween maybe, but it'd have to be a dirty child yeah. just yeah. to try and blast them out. <laughs> yeah. But those blokes, Irish they, they would, yeah, exactly. With I mean, cack. They, <laughs> but those other blokes, they never would have set foot in a pokey room. No, no, absolutely not. And, and that, that plays into a growing culture war, which I guess mm. th- this podcast is exciting in the sense that you can talk about these things with nuance without kind of outrage and hysteria that, everything we know and love is being taken from us immediately. Yeah. When in actual fact, it's been taken from us gradually. So Yeah, mm. that's right. And and the ABC is a perfect example of mm-hmm. that. I mean, we've, we've spoken extensively about the ABC. We were all big fans of the ABC mm. growing up. And we just want to see it go the right way. Yeah. You know, we just wanted to reaffirm our... You know our own ideals at all times. It, but it has something like a ninety percent approval rating amongst all voters. The ABC, which right. was interesting, um, it actually played a big part. The cuts to the ABC played a big part in the downfall of Tony Abbott. You yep. could argue, mm, definitely. What what has happened here? What how has the ABC started to erode in the way it has? Well, um, Tony's. I think Tony's ghost lingers, doesn't it? I mean, he's he's no longer walking the, the the halls of power, but just the echoes of his of his disdain for the ABC just remain just in the front and center in the minds of the the ministers there at the moment. I mean, look, like we always say, it's a conservative government. The ABC is always going to be on the back foot when there's a conservative government in power, and at the moment, they just got to take the hit, mm-hmm. and we just need Labor back in, I guess. <laughs> so, so, funnily enough, though, with the ABC, the one thing saving them at this moment would be the National Party. Right. Because they do play such a big part in the bush. Mm. Uh, you know, Macca on Sunday hours. Oh, mate. Yeah. Macca in the morning. <laughs> oh, yeah, Macca you know, in the morning. Sorry, not mm. what? I have never seen a picture of Macca, and I don't think I want to either. Mm. You wouldn't want to, mate. It you would ruin... He's not on social. Mm. It would ruin the, the visage I have in my face. <laughs> I mean, I'd love to know where he lives. Yeah. I, I wonder would, whether he does live in the outback. or It, it would ruin there. the visage I have in my mind. Right. What's he used? How do you picture him? You know, like like a Santa Claus type character. Right? <laughs> <laughs> I'm picturing just Barry Casty like crocodile skin yeah. and a Kubra. He strikes me as maybe a lives in Hobart kind of guy. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, we've- or he's a regional Victorian who says very controversial things after a couple of red wines yeah. <laughs> when Adam Goods is playing <laughs> well yeah, wherever he is it's a bloody lot of cab charges to get from there to Ultimo is pretty oh, much yeah. what it's we've a lot of larrikins in regional Victoria I tell you that much yeah but, um, now of course on top of Macca we have landline and we have rural radio and we yes. have all that kind of stuff and and the Nats know it's in their interest to back the ABC because Sure as fuck, News Corp aren't setting up an office in Broken Hill or Longreach. <laughs> no There'll way. be no Northwest Bureau for uh, nine newspapers. Would have uh, thought so. Yeah, and so that really is on the ground. That is how people get their information. Um, would you argue that there is, not to get too political, a concerted mm. effort to shut down bureaus in these towns? Because, you know, at the end of the day, if um, 
Ronda and Bruce from Mount Isa are getting their news from scrambled QAnon Facebook pages. It's probably better for a, for a sitting government. Yeah. So how... I mean, how, Ronda and Bruce, they, they, they can't relate to the Gilded Elite from Ultimo. No. I mean, how can they? How could yeah. they? Yeah. All that, the, the, the main street of Mount Isa for that... Off, the, the, actually, the, the, the head of the Mount Isa Bureau ended up marrying Robbie Catter <laughs> <laughs> in the ABC. Every North Queensland girl's dream. Yeah, my oh, yeah. <laughs> Land yourself a cat or a cowboy. <laughs> she got both. <laughs> but um, back to the ABC, mm-hmm. um, just just for a minute. How do you think it got to the point where you, it, it, it had deteriorated to the point where it attracted so much criticism from a prime minister? You know, like, did, did it become too partisan? I'd say it'd be about the time they got rid of club rugby. Yeah, yeah I think yeah, it was all I downhill from that. that. Yeah, growing up, I mean, I didn't, I didn't re- notice any partisanship in mm. the BBC when I was growing up. I might have been too young for it, but I just didn't discern yeah. that, and it mm. wasn't evident when I was watching, yeah, Lee Sales yeah. on seven thirty, and mm. and wondering whether she's just trying to big up the Liberals, big up the Labors. You know, is she mm. reacting to comments on social? Mm. They're very compromised these days, the ABC, because anyone out there can criticise. Anyone with a Twitter account can go out there and yep. criticise. Mm. End of the day, though, it's our taxpayer money. They should do what we tell them to do. Mm-hmm. They should echo our feelings at all times. Yeah, we, we, I mean, we touch on this too. Yeah, when, when we were like seven and eight, you know, looking back in the, back in those days, I didn't watch Countdown and look at Molly's hat and sort of wonder if you know the Akubra had been made in China or not. Like yeah. it was just like it was just Countdown to me. But who knows at that time? <laughs> well, could have, this could have of, still been raging on. In terms of where the, the ABC is going in the future, is it important for the ABC to look back on the halcyon days mm. of? of their organisation or does the future look something completely different? Depends what they do. I mean, if they sell it off, it's a rosy future. Mm. I mean, if they privatise, which they'll probably have to. Well, I reckon they should move the ABC from, well, say, for example, in Sydney, they should move it from Ultimo out to Parramatta. Absolutely. Couldn't agree more. Business Park in Parramatta is where it needs to be. Rents rents are low at the moment. And that entire building, just, just turn it into flats. Just yep. turn it into student accommodation or just like whatever is going to net the ABC the most money. I and mean, the ABC mm. presenter elites don't even have to go in anymore because you can work from yeah. home these days. So they can live where they want. And they're building a light rail too out there in, yep. Par- in Parramatta. And that was, as we all know, that the light rail was built initially in Sydney in the, the 90s to ferry people to the, the ABC from, you know, yeah. the, their natural hab- habitat in, in <laughs> sort of glebe and the, into Dulwich Hill and... That's a great idea for that a show on the ABC. Uh, area. <laughs> yeah. It was built along what was known as, as the goods line and <laughs> the goods line took its name from all the good that the people at the ABC did. About Adam Goods or...? No, just, oh, okay. just oh, in right. general. That's what I, okay. okay, it works two ways, doesn't it? Now, the, the ABC is funny because in both Melbourne and Brisbane, it's based in the same... A suburb with the same name, which is South Bank, which is obviously it's very uh, confusing. It's mm. in, yeah, South Bank, Melbourne, I think, is all one word. South Bank, Brisbane's two. Yep. You know, they've got a big office in, in Sydney. They've got Ultimo. The problem is Ultimo is HQ, which right. some would argue is a convenient headquarters because Sydney carries a bit of Melbourne uh, sentiment as well as a bit of Queensland. It's a good middle ground between the you know the two other major centres in Australia. The rest of the country doesn't really matter too much. Mm. I guess Victoria can speak for. Adelaide and Perth, but the end of the day is there is an issue with the ABC, which I guess isn't very well articulated by the conservatives who hate it, in that these kids all walk from the same uh, elite 
selective high schools in inner city Sydney and then they end up at Sydney Uni Mm. where they drink at the same pubs and then they end up walking through the front door of the ABC where they have a job for the next 40 to 50 years. All within two Ks of each other. Mm. Yeah, all within two Ks. Would you argue, on top of your your love of the ABC, would you be willing to look through a critical lens at at what may have happened to your your darling auntie? (laughs) (laughs) I prefer to turn a blind eye, frankly. Um, (laughs) But I'm sure it's a systemic issue of some sort. Yeah, well, yeah, I mean, we're talking about yeah, the, the sandstone elites there, aren't we? All mm. the lowercase brigade on Twitter, they're all yeah. grouping together. Mm-hmm. I mean, you and Bit I, Dan, I mean, we're, really. from, we're from different backgrounds. We I certainly mean, are. I went to a gilded elite school and you went to a public school where... Asbestos on the roof. <laughs> well, actually burned, burned down, yeah. Yeah, yeah. so, um, yeah, we are from different backgrounds. And yeah, I can I can safely say as I watched that school burn that I was thinking of the ABC yeah. and what position <laughs> it takes in the Australian landscape. <laughs> But yeah. no, yeah, like we said, like we like we've touched on, yeah, we're coming from the outback there. Well, not the outback, but you know, regional Australia, where I had two TV channels growing up, only the two. So fifty percent mm-hmm. of my diet mm-hmm. was ABC programming. So you know, I, I, that's a tattoo you're not going to sort of uh, wash off real easy, no. is it? No. Tell me, was the other one Channel Nine for summer cricket, or it was actually called Mid uh, Mid State Television, and it was just like a, a, a conglomerate of all the the best bits of yeah. of the free to air. It was just a little taste of the city. The- yeah. Precursor to the Win Network. Yeah, that's yeah. exactly right. right. Yeah, Win was the first well, one after yeah. that, and then we got uh, yeah Channel Seven, and yeah. then Channel Ten was last. And then out here we have Impaja in Batuta. Impaja is a bit of a combo of it all too. Yeah, yes. sounds amazing. Mm. Yeah, it's a hard J though. Impaja. Impaja. Okay. Uh, yeah. Big Brother used to be yeah. broadcast at eleven o'clock at night. So. <laughs> the old uncut, <laughs> uncut. Anyway, what else are we talking about here in uh, in the in the Have a Go podcast? Well, New Zealand's better than us now. Uh, how we're wrangling with that? That's mm-hmm. probably a big one, isn't it? We don't want to accept it, and we we, we never will. But yeah, uh, when I we mean, step away the, and look um, at it, through. that's right. Like the big brother, little brother mm. dynamic. We we delve into that a bit between Australia and New Zealand because mm. New Zealand's on the up these days. Yeah, and you know Jacinda Ardern, uh, you know, wonderful leader. She's yeah. out there on the front foot lecturing us about China and how we deal with terrorists and on all this kind of yeah. stuff. Deporting I mean, I, bikies back to them, you know, deporting bikies back there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. No, but have never lived there, that, uh, you know, one day in their life, but, you know, because they never were naturalised Australian New citizens Zealand having back. Is, yeah. But New Zealand is the younger brother that you always have to find a job. Otherwise, yeah. your mother gets up here and it's just, you know, it's all, bun- it's all, it's just always there. Yeah. But the aunties yeah. love him the most. Uh, please yeah. get yeah. me a Please get me a job in the deli. <laughs> he's got three like, degrees, but he's on 35K a year. Yeah. Just. And Australia's a big brother who goes to TAFE and he's on 200K. Yeah. Yeah. Know, well, I that's guess. what we are to them. The good parallel could be that Australia is Joey Johns and New Zealand is Maddie. Oh, but everyone loves Maddie more. Yeah, that's yeah, the thing. Yeah. New Zealand is Maddie. Yeah. yeah. And they love him more. He's charismatic. Yeah. But we've got yeah. a legacy. Yeah. yeah and they yeah. don't. Yeah. We've got a ring, apprenticeship ring. And they've just got like a media Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. We need to do something about it. Yeah. I mean, that's what we're – the podcast is about solutions and yeah. we've just got mm. to sort this out, I think. I mean, yeah. we've got to recapture that dominance over New Zealand. Yep. We're not one of those 12-part crime series where we just leave you hanging with no new evidence at the end. We yeah. promise you there will be findings and there will yeah. be outcomes. And it's the same thing with China as well. Yeah. I mean, the China-Australia dynamic, that's very, very concerning. Mm-hmm. I mean, we, we're of the opinion on, on the Have A Go podcast that we're going to be in a war with China very shortly. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm. And we need to figure out what to do. I mean, first things first, we got rid of all our guns. Yep. I mean, John mm-hmm. Howard did that great move after Port Arthur. Mm-hmm. But, you know, to mm-hmm. be fair, it hasn't been a massacre since. Yeah. When China turns up on our doorstep, we haven't got any guns. What are we going to do? We will 
Coward punch them in the street in front of pubs. <laughs> but we'll be in bed by 10, 10, 10 p.m. anyway. So we don't well, maybe before that happens, we need to install another Chinese spy as our yep. prime minister. You know. Yeah, yeah, that'll be good, actually. Well, bringing yeah, Kevin yeah. Rudd back is one suggestion. Oh, I mean, no. I felt I, I real was... good about that when he was speaking Mandarin at conferences. <laughs> I, was, I, I was talking about Malcolm Turnbull. <laughs> We're also very worried about conscription. Uh, You know, uh, what's going to happen if we do get boots on the ground? There's going to be a real big problem if the young people of today are called into war against their will. Mm -hmm. And we just run through a few scenarios about what it would be like to, you know, go over the top with a Big Brother contestant. You know what I mean? (laughs) Well, history could repeat itself, you know, because if we do go to China, Hmm. the government could say, well, when you come back, we'll give you a house in in Sydney or another capital city. Yep. Good luck. How, you know, Mar- how Maroubra was invented. Yeah, you know, yeah. You, you come back from war, you're given your parcel of land. Yeah. You know, that, that could be a quite a progressive and clever way to get young people so into the land. property market. Where are we going to... What land? Let's crown land? Flower. No, we'll just take it from from farmers like we did last time. Oh, okay. <laughs> or boomers. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> they got spare. That's yeah. a great idea. Yeah, actually, mm-hmm. it's really good. Yeah. yeah. Well, property dictates everything. It dictates our lives completely. So if I knew that I was going to come back yeah. from war with a bit of property, I'd be up for it. Yep, definitely. The and soldier settlement camp at Malabar, and <laughs> you know all all all, all these boomers yeah. now who 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 are used to having everything handed to them should you know get used to having things taken away from them just as easily. Sounds easy, mate. It's either taken, yeah. you know, they're going to have the house taken away from you either by you know a young person or or a Chinese soldier. Which one do yeah. you want? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's better than going toe to toe with an investment banker at an auction on Saturday. <laughs> I might as well just go to war with China. <laughs> yeah. Take my chances. Or a 17 year old uh, foreign uni student. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> mm. Pay over five million, we'll get immediate visas for the entire family anyway. Yeah. Um, well, you know, the Aussie battler is taking everything out of him not to get in his Ford Ranger and just drive through that crowded auction site <laughs> and just keep going, you know, because it's just a piccolo it's, it's, in one hand. It's, I hope he's it's, got the mud it's another on the one. <laughs> it's it's another auction that he's that he's been fucking boomed at and, yeah. you know, these people who are just out there trying to make a go of it, just just getting you reckon you know, that's the next trampled domestic terrorism mm. attack. Yeah, low, low tech, on auctions tech, on a Saturday. Low tech yeah. terrorism in the Raptor. Yeah, yeah. 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 and also as well, it's a Ford Ranger that, or Ford Raptor that you had to pay uh, with twenty seven percent interest as well. So you only own, yes. probably had done like two payments it's, on it. Yeah, <laughs> it's a Ford Ranger on a Chattel mortgage. Yeah, that's right. yeah. <laughs> and just lastly, on that note, what is your dream car? Dream, dream car. car. What a okay. question. Well, well, my my first ever car was a brown Gemini, nine, 1978, which needed to be push started every mm. time I had to drive it. Uh, I think it had three cylinders. Ooh, yeah. Damn. yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it barely got me from A to B, but but the ladies loved it. So mm. you know, if we could get some some kind of redo on that, a rebranding mm. for the modern mm. day, then why not a brown Gemini? Has to be brown. Mm. <laughs> well, I live in the inner west, mate, so I'm mostly on my bicycle. Yeah, seven days a week. One so. of those motorized ones. No, use, <laughs> use the actual legs. Th- okay. Three years. Just gets me over the Anzac Bridge to and fro. So it's does it right. I used to drive a Toyota Camry, okay. little station wagon. B- box of tissues on the back. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> down on the way to a cricket game once. And, yeah. Broke down a Toyota. Yeah, yeah mate. Yeah, Fuck. unheard of, isn't it? Fuck, yeah. you must be tough on gear, Dave. <laughs> it was automatic. <laughs> what about you, Errol? My dream car. Oh, be a Rover 75. Let's mm. say. <laughs> it was the first of the Chinese-made Rovers. <laughs> <laughs> Where do you think the two that mine would be the 2017 bright green Malu Ute? 
Where do you oh, think yeah. was that? Was that were they made in Australia? Those last? No, they were. I think you'll find they were made in Azerbaijan. Yeah, of right. course they were. They were made in Victoria, Clancy. You fucking no. The, the factories had all but closed down 2017. Were oh. they the last? Last product off the, the shelf. Last product off the shelf might have been the yeah might have been the, the bright the lime green Malou. What a way to go out. <laughs> Ask Andrew Bolt. He'll probably know. He knows all that sort of stuff. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm. He's right across. You know the you know the death of Australian manufacturing. Um, <laughs> as is all of the commentators on Sky News, but mm. they do have competition in the shape of the Have a Go podcast with Dane and Dave. Thank you for joining us today, gentlemen. Thank we you. Look Thanks forward, for having us. We look forward to moving forward. We look forward to all the other topics. We'll probably have to DM you a couple. Yeah. You know, whatever happened to hockey? The rep, sport rep hockey or hockey, Joe? Rep hockey. Oh, it right. was so much bigger in, in, in our youth, wasn't it? Field hockey. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 The it's hockey very... roos were right up there. Mm. And the kookaburras? <laughs> yeah. 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 The what happened? Yeah. It's still very big in Canberra. Yeah. Adelaide, those are the kind of hockey yeah. kind of towns. Yeah, yeah. Really still simple. going. Macquarie Rink, I was there the other day. Yeah, People going around in masks. Yeah, hockey. Our hockey dominance, the era of dominance, really symbolised the whole punching above our weight. Yeah, times. You know, eighty-eight Seoul Olympics, ninety-two Barcelona. Yeah, that sort of era. So we're not doing that anymore. So hockey's gone. Mm. No, yeah. I think it was a culture review into hockey as well because we're just <laughs> incessantly doing culture reviews into all our national sporting <laughs> yeah. organisations. Yeah. Well, Even the ones and, no one cares our, about and that, and all the royal commissions. Yeah, yeah, we need a we need culture review into. Well, whenever oh, something's else. going wrong, we must do an immediate review. That's Culture what we do review, in Australia. Yeah. Yeah. Have they done one in Rugby Union yet? Wouldn't have thought so. No. Andy Marinos, no. the new CEO, is he? No, I think that I think that boat sailed, hasn't it? Mm. Yeah. I mean, look, uh, whatever it is, it would have been carefully handpicked and delivered by a friend <laughs> of the ARU. Yeah, you know, yeah. With answers, nothing, nothing shocking in mm. there at all. Maybe a couple of recommendations, you know, like sack Israel Folau, mm. and that's yep. pretty yeah. much it. Otherwise, the status quo, guys. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Maintain the status quo. Everything's going well. <laughs> yeah. Well, thank you for joining us today, gentlemen. We look forward to the rest. Thank you. Cheers, mate. Thank you.